Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is Wednesday, April 14th. You know what that means. It is the post-AEW show. Now, we've had some solo post-AEW shows in the past, but uh, this is this is a bit different. I'm not on the AEW post-pay-per-view shows because I'm, I'm usually on the media calls. So every week, this is going to be happening 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. Now, I know that some of you that are watching live might not understand the method in which we do things. Previously, this was the Wednesday Night War show that covered AEW and NXT. We would get started at uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and we did that so that we could catch up on NXT as well. NXT has now moved to Tuesday nights, and it is hosted or it has a post-show, rather, hosted by this fellow down here who drew numbers yeah. last night. He did great. It's Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? It was really funny because uh, in order to count to as big a numbers as I got, I had to uh, take off my underpants. Uh, so that was that was <laughs> well, pretty crazy. Well, the, the great thing about that is you rolled up Damian Priest and pinned him when you did that. Yes, that's true. Yes. So, I mean, it, it all worked out for the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alex, I was pretty sure everybody hated you last week. So the fact that you did numbers. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I Listen, I've always said I'm not for everybody, but apparently I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was very happy with that. Now over 11,000 of you have watched, downloaded, listened, uh, at least looked at his face for 30 seconds. Um, so... Which is all we, which is all the time you need to yes. decide yes or no. <laughs> and if you like that, Alex does a, a Raw and SmackDown review on Fightful Select. Uh, let me tell you, there are there's nothing that I enjoy more than not just seeing a bunch of select subscriptions because I break a big story or because we got a show or it just, just getting notifications like throughout the evening. And it's like, oh, like five more people signed up, 10 more people signed up. That makes me very happy. So thank you all very much. And we are joined, as always, by Robert DeFelice. Robert will be here every week. Alex will be here literally whenever he says, I'll be on tonight. So uh, we got Robert full-time Wednesdays. And somehow, Robert, like I I mean, I know a lot of you know Robert is a full-time writer for us as well. 
it is amazing how wrestling on every single night has somehow eased our work schedule. I can't figure out the math on that one. You know what? And it made Wednesday night that much easier. Tonight was easy. Same yeah. workload I normally have, but it felt just so much smoother. So God bless the war ending. And my God, I mean, you could always go watch Law and Order if you want. That was on USA. But, you know, we're here. AEW is great. And I'm excited. Well, if there's anything we like here at Fightful, it's a smooth load. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, the show, not the smooth load. But let's talk about something that happened before uh, it was revealed today. And Robert, I would kind of I think I'd smartened you all up on this in the chat probably a while back. But Eva Lee's confirmed that she is no longer with AEW. Now, I had a big report on Fightful Select. I was going to go forward with a a version of this tomorrow, uh, regardless, because about a month ago, I heard from talent, Ivelisse will not be back here. Ivelisse has been suspended, and it was due to some disagreements with agents and coaches. They call them coaches there. Now, I reached out to Ivelisse about this. Like I heard about this, I want to say, before St. Patrick's Slam, before the, the big Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match. It was that week. And then I followed up with a ton of talent, I think the week after, and they said, well, it doesn't look like she's going to be back. Now, I reached out to Ivelisse on April 1st, and I was like, Ivelisse, I've noticed you have not been at tapings. I've noticed that you've not been on programming. What's up with this? Are you still there? And she said, I'm still with AEW. I said, thank you for clarifying. And then I reached out today after her tweet, and she said, and I quote, I spoke up about mistreatment from a coach, even to other women too. There were witnesses and I was the one suspended and left in limbo and just now let go. And nothing has been done about the entire time. Thunder Rosa was slandering my name the entire time in AEW and doing everything to sabotage my position there. And I kept quiet. Thunder Rosa also has a history of getting involved with officials in order to get ahead, which there was why there was a lawsuit and everything in Lucha Underground. Now I can tell you that in my conversations with other talent, the fingers are all being pointed back the other direction. It's not that that story isn't necessarily being backed up. This is very much a two sides to, to every story type of situation for Eva Lise, This was a big opportunity though. Uh, she had a, she, she was effectively blackballed from WWE after the FCW days. And, in my conversations with her, I understood her gripes. She was being told, wrestle like a diva, wrestle like a diva. And as we as we see now, she was very right in saying, fuck that. We ain't mm-hmm. doing that. However, I would hear people like the late Casey uh, Michael from Squared Circle Sirens, who was like, it was more than that. It was more than that. And who am I to doubt what he says in regards to that? He is the, the goat as it re- as it pertains to women's wrestling reporting. But I know that there was a situation in which she almost got into impact and it didn't happen. She had a WWE tryout. And I, I think things went well there during that tryout recently, or I think it was 2019, but ended up coming into AEW and it didn't end up working out for. Her. And it, it was, there were some situations early on, uh, like the Thunder Rosa on screen thing. Robert, well, how did you feel? I mean, again, 
I keep my news team abreast of a lot of these situations before we can really put it out there. But what did you think when we heard the news today, knowing that you probably you probably knew a little bit that it was coming? As much as I knew, it was still a surprise because they ran with her. They, Her and Diamante got that tag team tournament win. It felt like they were going to go places. It seems as though there's just a black cloud, I guess, following her. She's always has issues. It's unfortunate because she is a great talent, but that's the way things go, I guess. And we, we have seen people who have been labeled problematic. I don't want to call her problematic. I've, I've, I've had a lot of interactions with her and she's been nothing but good to me in those interactions interpersonally. I can tell you, she was not happy about the Thunder Rosa report that, that I had put out there about how that match went. But I mean, I had that backed up by an awful lot of people and, and the footage speaks for itself, but Alex, you and I both watched Lucha Underground and adored it. And as we've mentioned, her and Helico and Son of Havoc, that was like one of the hottest things on that show. It was so much fun. It was emotional. It was good. So we see how good she can be. Yeah. How? What do you think's next? It's hard for me to believe that Ring of Honor developing their new locker room would be like, yeah, come on in. She's going to get indie bookings. But what yeah. do you think? Like, do you? How how are you looking at, at the prospects of Ivelisse right now? Well, it's tough to say. I mean, uh, this business is so, um, I mean, <laughs> the, the wrong word for it is incestuous. But, like, everything is, like, everything mingles together in all these ways. So everybody knows everybody. Everybody works with everybody. So it's, um, it's this weird um, uh, inter- interconnecting thing where, well, um, you got blackballed from this particular locker room or whatever blackballed um but it's a good chance the people who were in that locker room also are really yep. close friends with people in this other locker room and they're filling their heads with whatever they're saying now whether or sure. not all of it is true some of it's true 80 percent true 20 percent false vice versa i don't know we don't know but what, what that might mean is that she's basically working indies for a while and that mm-hmm. no real company is going to say yes you're part of our roster um, which is a shame, depending on how much of it is true, um, because, as we've said, she's a hell of a talent. And, uh, I mean, t- to your point, I mean, I remember when Diana Perrazzo was a free agent. Yeah. And her previous relationship, although I don't want to go into that, it's not a secret. She and Marty Skrull were a very public item. So when Marty Skrull was heading up Ring of Honor, his buddies are heading up AEW. There were a lot of people that were like, well, she's got one option, and that's Impact Wrestling. Mm -hmm. That has changed. I can tell you, I mean, obviously, a guy like Skrull is out. I've heard people in AEW say that that some of the execs are like, well, somebody is not going to get passed up on just because one of us don't like them or or something like that. And that's promising to me because we heard Eli Drake talk about him being blackballed from NXT for a long time. Like a guy with with that type of type of <laughs> just what WWE adores. Like they have cartoon emoji eyes for for a guy like that, especially in the 2000s, the 2010s got passed up on. So uh yeah, all we can, all I can do in that situation is report what information that we get out there, and of course, we we do our best to vet that. But um, I hope that that label can be shed, and I hope she has a successful career 
regardless because uh, there, there's a lot of talent there, and and I hope it it is able to shine through in the right way. Just like I hope your super chats shine through. Send us your money, guys. We'll read your question or statement on the air. Leave us a thumbs up. That stuff helps an awful lot. Ricardo Holt says, and still, you're reigning Quizzlemania dong, Lord. You're, you're damn right, man. You're damn right. The first time I've defended it twice. Evan Wright says, thought this show kicked all kinds of ass. That opener should be up there when match of the year consideration is happening. Women all over the show loved it. Uh, I, I think like when I'll discuss my match of the years, I'll have like singles and tag team because AEW has reinvigorated tag team wrestling, and that, that's a good thing. New Punk Rant says AEW is insane. I love every division. It's only missing one person. That's three-time cruiserweight champion. Juventud Guerrera. Love you guys. Free the juice. This is a bit, by the way. Uh, I'm and I'll I'll break the news here because she I don't think she's doing it. I think he hit up Denise to like do a show. <laughs> um Nerguru says solid show tonight. Nice watching AEW and NXT separately. Can focus on it all. By the way, my fightful merch arrived today. Alex is the draw. Alex's numbers, I'm going to scream them from the rooftop. I'm so happy about them. Uh, but yeah, shop.fightful.com. Boy, I've got some some good ideas coming on those. We're going to have some cool shirts. We're going to have some inside shirts. We'll have shirts that absolutely nobody but Fightful viewers would wear, and then some shirts that anybody would wear. So I'm excited. But Alex, how did you like watching AEW and NXT separately? For me, it was so much easier to pay attention to detail. I, I have been uh, covering NXT uh, almost exclusively on these things uh, since we started. I kind of wanted to like to be able to to keep the storylines fresh in my mind and make sure I wasn't I wasn't vacillating back and forth and forgetting things. So I said, let's do I, I want to do NXT most of the time. And I've been going back and forth, but there hasn't been a single Wednesday since this started where I didn't have my my attention taken away at least a little bit by the other thing that was going on at the same time on two screens. Um, last night was so great to be able to not worry about what's going on on, on AW right now while I'm covering NXT. And tonight there's no NXT and I get to watch AEW the whole way through and listen to all the commentary and all the stuff and see every little video package and all every move, not like catch up on some highlights that are gifed on, on Twitter or whatever, like see the whole match. And I, gosh, it's so much better. It's so much more freeing to like be able to just concentrate on one thing. It's so nice. I know a lot of people were already watching one thing live and DVRing the other thing and watching it later, but we didn't have that opportunity. So for me personally, this has just been great. Robert, I, it feels like you were around in the chat while our, our staff chat while NXT was going on, even though you technically had the night off last night. For, even separate from a work standpoint. I watched the first 40 minutes last night of NXT, watched the ne- the rest today, and I enjoyed it a lot more even though I had heard about some things that happened. How how did you how did you feel about it? It was nice to be able to focus on NXT since I started full time here. I've been all AEW. It's been nice, but I do like NXT, so to be able to yeah. focus on that product was very enjoyable and it was a good night to focus too because I think they delivered where the Raw after Mania did not. New Punk Rant says, I genuinely want to do my part to get Hooventude back on TNT. I don't know if that's even possible, but he can still go and he's a legend. Oh, I think it's very possible that he could pop up on an episode of AEW and like do an open challenge or something like that, like appear as something like that. I think that would be cool. 
Crimson 94 says, where do you think the Eva Lee situation does to Diamante? Personally, I'd love a trio with her, Santana, and Ortiz, or member of the inner circle. Well, I think that that makes an awful lot of sense, Robert. I mean, we've seen that combination work in Impact Wrestling in the past. Um, and what does it do to Diamante? It doesn't do anything to Diamante. She doesn't have a tag team partner, but there's no real tag team division there. She stopped coming out with the medal, if I remember, but this isn't new. This is not something that just happened. I don't think that I don't think she's uh, the Evil East had been there since February. So we, what does it do for Diamante? Well, it led to her having a three match winning streak on Dark and Elevation, and then getting a really kick ass match with Thunder Rosa, Robert. Right, and I think she very well could end up with Santana and Ortiz. She's had the LAX handle in her name on Twitter forever, so yeah. there's that connection there. They can always branch out and add females to the faction wars and it would be good and you know what i'd be doing if i were tony khan i'd be saying hey don hey scott you know how i'm letting you use that kenny omega fella how about you let me use that lax name how about you let me do that one because that would be really cool uh ken shiro brings up what i think is a good point eva lee should go to mlw she'd fit right in with low key in all seriousness the show ruled he says that in jest I'm not joking about this. Alex, we have seen Court Bauer, the wrestler whisperer, help <laughs> rejuvenate the careers of ACH, Leo Rush, uh, Teddy Hart, for better or for worse, um, low-key. Like There are a lot of these people that come in there with, even if they, they haven't done something like criminal, that come in with problematic or, or tough reputations and they rehabilitate those via MLW. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's a really good fit for her. You, you make a very good point about it. some other people who've who've come in who've been labeled problem children. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, not necessarily they've done anything. They're not, let's say, Teddy Hart. Yes. But they are people who've been like, this guy's a locker room cancer or doesn't pay the respects that they're supposed to do or whatever, and that run afoul of certain veterans or whatever. And then they go to MLW, and all of a sudden they have a place to work where they can actually be rehabilitated. I think it's a good place for Ivelisse. Shout out to uh, Teddy Hart cornering indie wrestlers WrestleMania weekend and asking them to WhatsApp him $6,000 so they could turn it into $21,000. Oh, boy. All I need is your social security number, brother. Okay. (laughs) That was actually something he said. We have uh, Sheeta and Conchi next week. Uh, Kevin Seat says, hoping Conchi gets the win next week. Have Britt win it off her. I'm ready to move on past the, the Sheeta thing. It's not her fault. But when they brought up, by the way, we're going to talk about the Britt Baker thing right now off the top. Great promo. She's using diagrams, graphs, and rankings. And she's like, you know what? I'm here to get my wins up. I'm here to get some wins. So I'm going to compete on Elevation. And then they showed the graphic of Sheeta. Alex, she was 2-0 and in singles action this year. It's tax day. Yeah. This ain't okay. No, it's not. No, no, no. Um, uh, well, I mean, like, <laughs> well, once you're the champion, you have matches less frequently because otherwise you're, you're just having random, not, rando non-title matches which you don't like, or you're defending the belt all the time, and that's not what, that's what they do. So I understand that part, but at least she's not like, you know, uh, Riggler and Zood over on SmackDown. <laughs> who defended the, the titles one time in like five months. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Robert, I, I liked a whole lot about what they did with the women this week, and we're going to get to the matches, but they promoted Sheeta and Conchi 
They got Britt Baker on TV. They 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 did. There was a lot of, st- of focus on the women this week, and I thought that was good. Yeah, and it's about damn time. And Britt Baker, bless her, finally calling into question the rankings and saying, well, I have more wins than this person, and they're higher than me, so clearly I just need to get my wins up. Bless Britt Baker. She's finally going to get that belt. I know I've been saying it since I got on this show like a year ago almost, but she's going to get that belt. I believe it. And we're starting to see the pieces come together in this division. And it makes me happy because in the time that they, like that we saw it bubbling under, they've developed a lot of people. And I'm excited to talk about that. Eloquent says two matches on Dynamite for the women equals progress. Yes, it does. And uh, let's go ahead and get get into this show. We're like 20, almost 20 minutes in, and we haven't gotten to a match. But super sick Bud Ryan says he couldn't completely get into the tag match because the Bucks just turned, knew they weren't losing. Take care. Buddy, anytime Pac is in a match, I think that he's got a chance. And they made me think that he had a chance. This was really good. There were times I thought Matt Jackson got a little too cute for his own good, even for the sake of this. But that being said, a 30-minute segment for the World Tag Team titles. And the kickoff spot on AEW Dynamite, Robert, is an important spot. And I love it. You know when you're tuning in to Dynamite, you're getting some action. And we didn't get a match right out of the gate. We got MJF trying to negotiate with Mike Tyson. MJF, top personality. Mike Tyson, mega celeb. And then that led right in. So if you're on that channel, you see Mike Tyson. And then you go, I might stick around for this. And Robert, they stuck around for something real freaking good. If you haven't watched wrestling and you just stuck around for Tyson, you would think tag team wrestling never left and it's stronger than ever. This match was as fun as it needed to be. The Young Bucks are full heel. They're out here, you know, teasing flips and dives and just doing the most casual move in its place. They're ripping masks off luchadors. They seem to fit right in again with the elite and the bullet club. I'm not sure that I like them just buddying up with Callus because mm-hmm. they've had their issues. But whatever this is, it worked a lot more than, well, we don't know for baby faces or heels. You know, we're in the middle. I like that they're just being straight up dicks. There were some spots in this match I really loved. One, anytime I see Pac throw a kick, I'm like, Jesus, I don't know if they just really hurt or if he's that good because they're so fast. And there are little things like when he doubles someone over and he does a brain buster, usually people really sit there and milk it and milk it. And they're like, ah, he's doubled over. I'm going to methodically do this. I think it means a lot more when he's like, no, 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 I'm capitalizing on this. Up, down you go. And it looks like there ain't nothing you can do about it. And I really admire that. Uh, Ray Phoenix continues to be amazing, Alex. Gallows tells me, uh, talking to Gallows about bumping for Ray Phoenix is one of my favorite things last week. Did a great interview with him. And he was like, man, I'm a fan of that guy. He's he's this generation's Ray Mysterio. He ain't wrong, Alex. No, no, he is not. Um I yeah, I I I loved uh I loved this match. Um predictably. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge uh Pac guy and a huge Phoenix guy. Um I love the Young Bucks too, but like Pac and Phoenix are my boys. Like I I love those guys for such a long time and in in two separate corners of the world. Like Neville on on uh in uh in 
in WWE, especially when he his cruiserweight championship run on 205 Live. Like that was my favorite things going at the time. And over on Lucha Underground, this guy Phoenix coming out of nowhere, becoming one of my favorite wrestlers. Never did I think they'd be tag teaming on a third as yet unstarted brand. Um, and there were a couple of spots that I loved that the the stalemate double poison Rana on the outside where they look at each other from across the ring and they're like, well, I'm going to get your guy and you're going to get my guy. And then what? I thought that was an amazing sequence. I loved um, the black arrow, all every, it was all perfect. And the, the way everything worked perfect, perfect. Like uh, this is a great match. And then the young bucks had to go and be heels. Uh, low blow rips off the mask. It's a perfect ending to like young bucks. Like, well, we didn't want to keep wrestling these guys. We just wanted to cheat and win. So, ah, but you hate us now. It's perfect for them. Yes. Um, the mask. Brilliant. I love that spot. Oh, I will never not love that spot. I've loved it every single time they've done it with Ray. I'll tell you what I don't like. Trolls lurking in our chat. That's for sure. Don't like that. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Maxwell Friedman. Probably. It looks like it looks like a professional wrestler of some sort. Likely a jobber. Um, we got uh, Ready, Set, Mech say, This week's Dynamite was the first time I fully committed to watching the product. And my God, those two hours went so fast and I was very entertained. Oh boy. So watching that NXT show last night. And fast forwarding through commercials, but not like frantically doing it. Like, oh my God, I got to catch up. Like my wife and I watch murder mysteries all the time and we'll we'll record them and fast forward through everything. We've got like the the discovery app gimmick and now there are no commercials. I feel like that with NXT. It's like, oh my God, I don't know if I can get used to this privilege anymore (laughs) of not like frantically being like, oh my God, well, I have time. Look at the clock. Can we fit this episode in? Can we watch it? It was so much more relaxing. Crimson94 says he loved Alex's NXT review last night. Thank you. Says it makes him feel like giving NXT another try after swearing off WWE and stopping watching after the last 10 months. <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I'll leave all the NXT talk to Alex because he did a damn good job at it. Go check out his review if you didn't. I'm Lucha says that Court Bauer is the Belichick of pro wrestling. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's taken home Super Bowl rings anytime soon, but he is, he has a formula that works. He's a hustler. He gets a bunch of TV deals and it is objective. When you get on MLW TV, you are on AEW and WWE's radar to the point that WWE is willing to tamper to, to try to get you. Lord Snow says, just like NXT last night, Dynamite's pacing was more deliberate and you can tell they were trying new things. I like the different shows on different nights. Raul says, I like how many, uh, how AEW has many people involved in title programs and connects everyone. Statlander modified her style, no somersaults, while her opposition does nothing. Let's talk about that. Robert, this was the Chris Statlander I wanted to see. And they talked about how, like, physically she looked like she was going for sirloin beef, sons of bitch, women's division. Like, everything from like posture was different and she was hossing Amber Nova around. And let me tell you, Amber Nova is a good one to have around if you're going to be hossing people because she is a leaner athlete. She can bump her ass off. Dante V says Amber Nova's personal life aside. I thought she did well to make Statlander look great. Glad to have her back. 
I really want a Goonies-like movie with best friends, Orange, and the alien as teenagers. <laughs> there were little things I liked about this. The aggressiveness. One, the, the, the choice for Amber Nova, all that other shit aside. Check out my interview with her. But even the boop was a little bit, was quicker and more aggressive and fit more into the context of the story, Robert. Yeah, this was the Chris Statlander that I think Chris Statlander needed to be from day one. She was snake bit by injuries and nightmare. Uh, I forgot what it's called. The Brandy Rose's Nightmare Collective. Nightmare Collective. Yeah, that, yes. she had that. This pairing with the best friends and Orange Cassidy. When Stranger Things comes back, there's going to be some type of crossover or at least reference to the three friends and the alien. I like it. Her coming out to Where's My Mind isn't as good as Cassidy, but it all fits. They all seem like this renegade group of punk rock kids. It just works. It works really, really well. This is like for all the complaints I had about Chris Statlander's style last year. That they're gone now. Like I could do without the boop a lot, but if she's going to do it like that and her opponent, it's not, it doesn't bring the match to a screeching halt. I, I think that's really good. Uh, Alex, what do you think about Chris Statlander's return? She physically looked incredible. I'll be honest before she got hit injured. I didn't see it. I was like, yeah. I don't know what we're, what we're looking at here. Like I thought she was interesting personality, but uh, it didn't, it didn't, didn't nothing just like, when I'm when I'm watching somebody and everyone else is talking about how great they are, and I'm watching this thing for, for the first time, and I'm like, what is what sings about this person when they're in the mm-hmm. ring? And nothing before now tonight, all of it, like everything felt like more aggressive. She she I, I was like I did I do not remember her like just being this effort effortlessly strong, like that that gorilla press just seemed like it was like nothing, like it was a child, like this was this was great. Um, I thought this was all very very good. Um, and I, I definitely see it now and I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what this, what this is going forward. And she, she does, she fits in so great with the, with the best friends. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. Um, I, I'm, I'm totally into it. Evan Wright says, but Lander looked fast, fantastic in her return. I will always pop for John Silver calling her butt Lander. Uh, Chris Rain says, I'm so ready for Britt Baker to get that title. I loved her breakdown of the rankings. That was so entertaining. So we had like four women's segments mm-hmm. tonight. And John Doe leads me to my next one. Quick question. Don't know if this is the place to ask. Since it's a review show, buddy, you can ask whatever you want. He says, why is there not a mid-title for the women in general? Let me tell you, John, there is. It is the NWA World's Women's Title. And a conversation that Robert and Jeremy and I were having today it is best served being used on dynamite. Yeah. Uh, that, that leads to Boris saying Thunder Rosa video was good. Two belts Rosa. I think there's a fair without any insight, Robert, I think there's a good chance that all the NWA titles end up under this umbrella. Eventually. That is my personal dream. I've wanted this brand to fold into something more prominent in today's day and age. That's not a slight on the NWA. That is they, the way they try to present it, it doesn't necessarily fit. So I wrote some pay-per-view 2021, ain't it? Yeah, that's right. So if they want to merge with AEW, I'm all for that. Um, Matt McClure says, wait, what happened with Nova? She's involved with team vision dojo, which has some 
not so great shit surrounding it, but um, yeah, it's a thriller. She didn't do anything personally in, in regards to that. Matthew Curran says, great show yesterday, Alex. So good to watch wrestling separately. Normally only watched half your post show to not spoil NXT. Now we can both watch live. I mean, I can tell you guys the viewership right now is definitely reflecting that. Like we had more viewers last night and more viewers tonight and more super chats each night. So I'm very, very excited from this as a, I would like to stop losing Jimmy money all the time type of thing. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We are a solvent company, but you know, (laughs) we have a bunch of super chats still about the, the tag match. Um, Ty Noel says, wouldn't be the best way to take the titles off of Kenny and the Bucks be Hangman Silver and Reynolds being the one to beat them. Yeah, but I think that comes, I think the, I think the Hangman title win comes first because it's got to be the big one, I think. They got to topple this group because you, you two have heard me streaming this story for months and months and months at this point. Lovable losers, dominant faction. That's what I want. Nerdguru says pack rules. I remember him versus Rollins were nuts. Was nuts. Amazing. They couldn't find anything to do with him. Amazing. Evan Wright says Knox is the ref during a heel bucks match. Makes the PWG fanboy and me excited. Need me some Rick Knox dives onto the bucks. Well, I don't think I do personally, but I get why you might. PWG is yes. an, it's a one of a kind vibe. I don't think we need it on global television. Indeed. Um, Anthony Agogo beat Cole Carter with the old pants shitter punch. Now, I actually spoke with an AEW wrestler that was like, I don't know how I feel about the punch. And I do think they're, one, I love it, but I do think we need like a Taz technique talk to be like, oh, well, it's not the same when he's in a headlock and he lands that. He's got to put his hips, his ass, his feet into it. He's got to turn into it. Like there, there's there's different variations of power here. But, guys, go back and watch Scott Smith versus Pete Sell in the UFC. You can see some of the interesting uh, ways to go in and out of that. Alex, how would you feel about the, the, the one-hitter shitter-quitter? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, thought, I thought this is great. Let's, let's build this guy to having this particular weapon that can just – that's it. Match is over. Sorry. I'm not, we're not going to – don't, don't pin him. He's dying. Like that, that, that's, yes. that, that's a great thing to build for this guy who is, is like, you know, having, he's, he's still not really a wrestler yet kind of a thing, you know, like that kind of a thing is great. I also want to, want to just, just say um, something that my, my personal highlight of the entire night is unfrozen caveman uh, wrestler comes out wearing all white, not only all white, but a, a, a like a full, like ankle length, like all white trench coat with caped shoulders and like 75 buckles on it. He looked like he was an extra in like a Backstreet Boys video from like 1998. It's beautiful. I don't know who's dressed. Like the caveman is like, put whatever you want on me. I don't care. I usually wear furs from Siberian tigers. This, I love this, the whole thing, like this whole vibe. I don't know how QT Marshall like got all these guys together and like, hey, let's all go shopping at the same store. This is all fantastic. This, this um, faction should not, um, be anything but somehow the vibe they have walking out me it, it makes them feel like they're they're legit especially this guy a go-go who has now we have this thing where no he, if you get him in the ring he'll just murder you with one punch yes. 
That's a thing to establish. That's good. AEW is really good at accentuating the positives, hiding the negatives, and I got to credit them big time. The Jade Cargill match, the Anthony Agogo match, these inexperienced people mm-hmm. happening on the taped episodes of Dynamite. Yep. So if it shits the bed, like Cole Carter eating a eating a body punch, let me tell you, it's a good thing he wasn't wearing the same stuff Nick Comoroto was, because <laughs> because that would have been embarrassing. Uh, Luis says Ogogo gives me Dudley from Street Fighter vibes. It's great. And Eloquent says would have been cool if Tyson and Ogogo cross paths. Maybe in the future. Not yet. Yeah, well, eventually. You got to have them face to face, though. Eventually, Robert. What we need is salty Jim Ross, who hates the alien gimmicks and who hates all this other stuff that he has to try and put over to sell the fact that this Olympic level boxer is going to cave this man's abdomen in. And that is why QT Marshall, regardless of what you think about him, is a good trainer. That's blue chip. That's blue chipper right there. That's the actual definition of blue chipper, not Christian cage as Taz (laughs) referred to him last week. (laughs) He did. He did. Uh, Dante V says, Oh, go, go with the boss root and liver shot. So, when Jessamine Duke first got into pro wrestling, I was like, please use a liver kick. Please use a liver kick. It's such a versatile move. And that was like one of the first things when I first walked into an amateur MMA venue and saw Jessamine Duke, I saw her throw one. And it was one of the most imposing things ever to watch six foot tall Amazon woman ripped throwing one of those. And we finally got to see it on Raw Underground and it looked so good. And they're underutilized tactics in pro wrestling, especially the delay. This ain't a heart punch, which is stupid. Uh, this is something different. And it was funny that wrestler that did contact me said, yeah, we shouldn't even book the guy he hit anymore. Nothing against him. He should be dead in kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. They're Good. like, his liver or kidney exploded. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Uh, Daniel R says, when Y2J retires, who should be his final opponent? Any any shouts for that, guys? I'm, like, I've always been sold on the idea of Adam Cole. Now they got to get back under the same umbrella. But I well, think Adam Cole can do it. I mean, the, 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 the answer in storyline, what they're building currently in AEW is MJF. Yes. MJF retires Jericho. Like, yeah. like in, you know, in, in a, in a, in a wonderful way of like just building so much heat because they're going to build Jericho on his way out as this wonderful baby face that everybody loves and nobody ever hated. And, and that's the way he's going to go out. And the perfect guy to do that is going to be MGF. I can tell you who it's going to be. It's going to be Lance Storm because Lance Storm told me mm-hmm. because they had their first match together. They kind of yeah. committed to having their last match together. And I believe that Lance Storm could get himself, if he's not already in shape, I assume he just always is, uh, they'll, they'll do that. John Doe says, so everyone believes Hangman's probably the next champ after Omega. Do you think he'll win the title in his first attempt? He should. Yeah. Because I think WWE does that. Oh, they get screwed too much instead of this guy's better than this guy. Let's watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Aaron H says, great job, Alex, last night bringing that blue energy. And CJ says, a go-go punch could be Ron Garvin's fist of stone. Yes, it could be. Mm-hmm. It I'm really. Sure Cody is already on that. Exactly. New Punk Rant says, as far as AEW, how they're developing talent on the roster shows, all three shows is underappreciated. I'm into everything. My mental health is better because of AEW. 
they utilize those three shows. A lot of people say, oh, why do they have hour after hour? You don't have to follow those hours after hours. It helps with stuff like the Nightmare Family, but a lot of it's to get wins up so they can make sense of, oh, we're giving a title shot to this person or these people or these people are improving. Plus, if you've got this many people under contract and you're paying them, it's probably best to just let them wrestle and film it anyway because you're going to need to sell that content eventually. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, if we get Juventude back on on, uh, AEW, I demand Lenny Lane. Baker is going to win that belt. Insert Michael Jordan bodyguard GIF. Also, did you post your hauls? Uh, Robert, I have about 24 figure haul videos in the can for when Select goes on the site, but your staff, so I'll send them to you if you want. That's very exciting. I do like some bone crunching figures. I'm very excited. Yes. Sexy Peasant says Carlos Rodon, perfect game watch Cleveland in nine. Okay. Well, we we actually should probably talk about this this pro wrestling show some more than baseball, but... Let's put over Jade Cargill and Red Velvet. My God, again. We got somebody saying, uh, we got Zero Fear actually saying, where are all the Jade Cargill haters now? Well, if she cut promos like she did the first time, they would still be around. But as it turns out, they tape her promos, they tape her matches, and she fucking rules, Alex. Yep. And so did Red Velvet. The dive. The only thing, the only thing I could possibly criticize is, when you have Jade Cargill's shoulders on the mat, I wouldn't taunt. I would not taunt. I would immediately hop on her and say, I hope you are somehow knocked out unconscious and I'm getting this three count. This was good. They looked like they wanted to fight the whole time. They looked like they didn't like each other. The psychology between a woman in her fourth match and a relative newcomer, she's been wrestling a while, was above a lot of what I see in pro wrestling. They fought Alex. It was great. It was a lot better than I than I thought it would be. Um, and uh, something that uh, that I uh, I listen. I, I appreciate everything that Jade Cargill does. She seems to be a natural at this. It's crazy to me how like she's basically brand new. Um, so I can't wait to see where she's at in a year, two years. Um, but I'm a sucker for a finisher that is followed up by a specific pin like her, like that, 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 that thing that she does when then she like rolls over and then pull, picks up the leg and leans back over her face. Like it's, it's all one motion. It's, it's the thing on the video game where you hit the finisher and then push the B button to yes. go into the pinfall. I'm a sucker for those moves who have a specific pin. Batista hitting the bomb, rolling backwards mm-hmm. and pinning somebody yeah. like, right. It's really good. It becomes a signature. Yes, exactly. And Josh Cardenas said Red Velvet looked really good in the loss. When I saw this match, Robert, I was like, okay, I saw why AEW hyped her. And if you need to put lesser experienced women, I'm not necessarily talking about Velvet, but Cargill on the taped episode of Dynamite, good. That's what you should do. That's just smart, Robert. Yeah, my God, this match... I said it about their tag match with Shaq and Cody, but this was way better than most would think it had any right to be. Jade Cargill is so good. She's a promoter's wet dream. I mean, honestly, she's got the look. She's got the verbal skills. It just needs to be pre-taped. And Red Velvet is very good as a scrappy fighter. You know, it just works what they have going on together. It was really, really good. Evan Wright says Tay versus Sheeta should main event next week. 
the the booking of women tonight made me very very happy you you didn't need to do like 20 minutes at, or, or 15 minutes at 9 30 or 10 minutes at 9 30 you had advancement of a lot of different people you had promotion for Sheeta and Conchi. You had Thunder Rosa. You had Britt Baker and Reba. And you had two big wins. I love it. Evan Wright says, give me Jade versus Kylan King. Hoss fight, please. Boy, I know a lot of you all aren't, aren't hip to Kylan King. But if you're watching Dark and Elevation, she's been getting a lot of work on there. And she is going to be one that you guys are going to be talking about. Sexy Peasant ups- updates us on the uh, <laughs> perfect game watch. Uh Yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, you know what? I, I like a good, I like a good pitching performance. Zero Fear says, "Do you think AEW should be advertising the Rebellion pay per view? I mean, their championship is being defended on it." Uh, I have some things to say about this. Go ahead. What are we doing? We, we we have a match coming up where where AEW's championship is being defended on this pay per view against the Impact champion. If Kenny wins it, he becomes Impact champion. Like, why is there not more? Like, where's which one? Like, he's got to be at least in a video package being broadcast yes. from AEW. You got to do something to like people, like AEW fans should be being coerced by AEW to buy that pay per view, to like, to like watch that thing, to, to like get Impact fans coming over and watching AEW stuff because their champion is over here. Like, we have, it, it, it strains all credulity. Nobody actually thinks that Kenny Omega is going to lose that fight versus Rich Swan. I mean, it, you, it's, have it's, to, you have to make us believe that it is a possibility because it needs to be a possibility. Otherwise, it's all just nothing matters. I, I agree, Robert. It's very clear that they reinstated the TNA title officially. So Kenny Omega can have another belt hanging from his shoulder. But yeah, promote this. They should have been promoting. AEW and Impact should have been invading a long time ago. At first, it was like, oh, cool, the tag champions are here because Gallows and Anderson, but they've since lost the belt, and they're just Bullet Club guys now anyway, so they're just on everything. I think Impact is far too comfortable with the inside baseball verbiage, and they're far too comfortable being the, hey, you know the joke, we're TNA, we just somehow stick around. Show some love to your people and get them on this show. Rich Swan has to show up and do something to Kenny Omega. That way we see mad Kenny Omega as this, this heads out. Sexy Pheasant says, does Sheeta face Brit a double or nothing? It would, it would be a big, big match on a big, big show and they need to do it. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, well, we see Taz backstage with Ricky Starks and, and company and Ricky Starks is like really like pulling in the lead in this whole faction thing, facial expressions, all that stuff. Like it really seemed early on, like this was a vehicle for cage. It's a vehicle for Ricky Starks is what this is. And we see Christian cage come out and I loved the sense he made of this. We got Ricky Starks and everybody saying, why are we waiting? Why are we waiting? And Taz being the smart guy. No, stay back here. Don't cost us something. And Taz was like, give me my answer. You're wearing my colors. Give me an answer. And Christian was like, well, why would I? I I wanted to do this privately out of respect to you, like a normal human being would do, Robert. It's not like some middle schooler that comes out and says, here's my problem with you. I'm going to tell everybody about it. It's Christian saying, 
listen, man, I wanted to handle this privately, but you're forcing my hand. Piss off. Yeah, and Ricky Starks made all the sense in the world when he said, you know, we waited about a month and a half for Hobbs. No disrespect. We're Team Taz. We shouldn't have to wait for anybody. Christian comes out to address what I think is an interesting ripple in his uh, contract. He can fight anybody he wants whenever he wants because he's Christian Gage. I like that. (laughs) They're going to make a lot of use out of that. Taz comes out, gets told no, gets called short a bunch of times, and that's never not funny because poor Taz is a beast, but he is short. And it just I did like the I did like the comment. If I was standing in my wallet, I'd be about 10 feet taller than you. <laughs> and then he hit him right back pretty. with, oh yeah, with all those bingo hall checks. Right. And, <laughs> no, Taz other money, other money too. Yes. Other money too. <laughs> and and to me, that works even better that Taz is so bothered that he goes other money other money <laughs> i got other money too it's that not is single perfect evan wright says he cuts the best angry promos ever because he's a bit of an angry guy alex yeah and robert you know this to be true We've talked about it in the chat. He can be angry about stuff. He, he can be angry about stuff. I'm surprised that he's letting Hobbs get the first shot at Christian and not at Hook. But that being said, Hobbs is a badass. Hobbs is money. Uh, just so great with the look he's got. He's got a great like amateur feel to him. I think this match next week is going to be the beginning of Christian Cage establishing the next generation of stars while reminding you that, yes, he can outwork everyone. A super sick Bud Ryan says, call him Penthouse Hobbs because he's money. Cool sag. I actually would love if he was called Hacksaw Hobbs in in honor of Butch Reed because he he watched Butch Reed's work. And Butch Reed's family, after his passing, sent word to Penthouse Hobbs or (laughs) Powerhouse Hobbs. He he found out. He loved your work. I think that would be a cool homage. I think it was Jimmy that said, yeah, but they would identify it with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm like, ah, who, Hacksaw Jim Duggan hasn't been yeah. relevant in this current space in 15, 20 years. Yeah. And the AEW dem- demographic does go much younger, I think, yeah. and smarter as well as far as the history of wrestling, they would understand. And all it takes is one Jim Ross comment, Damn putting right. it over for six minutes straight on dynamite. And he will do it because the man still loves to gush about cowboy Bill Watts. And that is all Bill Watts. Jim Ross can do it. Cody can do it. Tony would love to do it. I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Would love that. Under guru says, if only you think, you know, me could have hit. (sighs) That's okay. It's had reference. I I did love that. I never liked you. I never liked your buddy who carried your ass all those years. Like, that was just a wonderful, like, all you got to say, and you move on. It's perfect. It is amazing to me that WWE couldn't, like, never brought in Taz and was like, please, just lead. Oh, God. There were so so many guys that he could have, like, taken under his wing and made stars by talking for him. We would be talking about them fucking up Team Taz on Mondays instead (laughs) of the Hurt Business. right. Like, years ago. We would have been talking about how they screwed up. Braun Strowman by pulling him out of Team Taz in 2016. Yeah. Uh, Luis says, I want to see Brian Cage versus Christian Cage for the FTEW title in a cage match. If With Team Nicholas Taz doesn't I, I, sure. I, said, I said this uh, last week. 
I think we should find out that Christian Cage is Brian Cage's uncle, like long lost <laughs> uncle, and they be- they become teammates because Brian Cage wants to peel away from from, from uh, Team Taz. Perfect. I mean, Ricky Shane Page, Ethan Page, and Adam Page, as well as Dallas Page, yeah. have straight up went kayfabe <laughs> and said we're related, and I I Love adore it, it because it. we're we're past like fifteen twenty years ago when people were like, we know they're really not brothers. I'm I'm here for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. One of you is from Virginia. One of you is from, I don't know where the hell you're at. The other one's from Canada. Tell me how you got there first off. Yeah. Because that's a fun story. Heaven Wright says, you walked out here in my colors. Amazing. Little things that Taz would take exception to. Would take exception to. Kenshiro says, Callis saying, I made Impact Bad on purpose to help Kenny on Impact TV shows how much they matter in this story. Something has to change. It does. I I like Tony burying impact. Mm-hmm. Tony and Tony. I don't like Don Callis burying it. He should still be like, no, I, I still like it. That's why I'm bringing Kenny here. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more indicative of a wider problem they have. The uh, Swingers Palace being a carry-on from Who Shot Bravo, being a carry-on from Wrestle House, they're too comfortable being the joke, and they need to get over that. I completely agree with that. I think I'm almost caught up on Super Chats besides the, the main event. So, guys, get them in. Leave a thumbs up. That really helps us a lot. I can't tell you how much it helps us. Oh, We have Alex Marvez talking to Dark Order and Hangman Page. Good God, the chemistry between Hangman Page and Dark Order and how good Dark Order is, is fantastic. Then we go outside, Good Brothers, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Callus. I really dig, Robert, the contrasting environments. Like, we're not just dark lit, backstage, raw boiler room. Sorry to pick on raw, but... You get a very limited amount of environments on some of these other shows. And that's one of the things I like the most about the Attitude Era. And like the immediately following was Mark Henry might be at a strip club cutting a promo or something. Yeah, I think I like this. That's one of the very few things I've enjoyed about the modern Thunderdome is that they're showing areas of a real venue and it feels real in that regard. We have that here. We got Dark Order and Hangman, you know, just hanging out where they usually do. And Hangman's going, oh, I don't want to talk about Kenny and the Bucks. He's still really like that ex that just cannot even talk about it. So he walks away. Uh, Dark Order is great. Lovable losers. Outside, you've got the Elite. And they're full on doing like parody NWO. We're all just goofing off and being friends. I like it because I know they're real friends, even if I do think it's too tongue-in-cheek for too long. And I could have done without Callus feigning a super kick on a cameraman. Um, I was told that the super chat earlier from a Maxwell Friedman was supposed to say, I can smell Robert's breath through my screen. He's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, yeah, those Long Islanders are really shitheads. What can I say? Yeah. (laughs) Embarrassing. After that great point that you just made as well. God. Matt McClure says another week, another night where Cody is not a main eventer again. Come on, AEW. I'm okay with them leaning off of of Cody. This is the thing about it. What did they have, like 75 people on TV last week? I don't think we're 75 people in the final segment this week. 
So, like, they have a huge roster. It's okay for, for Cody to be off a couple of weeks. When he comes back, he can snap his fingers, yes. have that giant pyro for an entrance, and be a main eventer immediately. You don't need to, like, keep him around for a, for a long time. I like him also selling being turned on as well. Cody is in a much different position than Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida is severely underexposed, I think. Mm-hmm. Cody is, I mean, you're not going to sit there. He could be gone a month and you'd be like, oh, well, he's back. Cool. That's good. He can slide right into a top spot. He's over already. So uh, that that works really, really well. Uh, I'll tell you what else worked really, really well to me. Uh, that was Dax Harwood against Chris Jericho. I loved this match. This was probably the kind of thing that Dax Harwood was telling WWE that he wanted to do for a very long time. And you know what? Give me a slingshot Liger bomb any day of the week. You really get to see the work of Dax Harwood in this match. And uh, we had a Chris Jericho promo ahead of this where he explained why Mike Tyson and he are on good terms. He said, we realized we were pieces of shit collectively and we started to try to make good. They went full on. My name is Earl. And they dialed up Mike Tyson. And he said, you know what? I'm sorry. But I love that Mike Tyson said, you step out of line, I'm going to knock you the fuck out again. Yeah. It it massages the intelligence of the viewer, Alex. Sure, sure. But but when, as he said that, I was like, that's bullshit. You're on Jericho's side. By the end of the night, you'll be a member of Team Inner Circle. And yes. was I wrong? But, but. I appreciate them trying to do it. I just knew it was bullshit from the time. Tiger doesn't change his stripes, week. Alex. We've it's seen true. it. It's true. We've seen him screw it's people true. over before. It's true. Maybe he's become a better person since WrestleMania 14. Yeah. He didn't pull the once over. He he was up front, but then he pulled it. Yeah. The MJF interaction at the top of this show can't put that over enough yeah. about how much I like that. Because, again, you've got big star within the context of this show, MJF, with big celebrity Mike Tyson kicking off your show and those two on the screen together, to me, like you should probably be trying to get MJF integration with almost every celebrity because he's one of those those transcendent characters in that regard and that casual fans might see them and go, who is this piece of shit type of thing? So I would I would have had him like talking some shit to Shaq backstage, anything like that. I thought that was really good. But this match, Robert, loved this match. Chris Jericho gets the win, and then Mike Tyson's inducted into the inner circle. Which, first of all, I was going to put that interaction over at the top of the show, but fuck him, because I'm just an asshole. Uh, Tyson's great. I am so certain, for better or worse, that he's going to be the special gatekeeper of Blood and Guts and then slam that door on the head of Chris Jericho, because those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly how it's going to go. Until then, I will enjoy Mike Tyson on my television because he is very charismatic. And hats off to Dax Harwood, who is a damn good professional wrestler. He is so good. Uh, I mean, these two fellas, Dax and Cash, passed up $850,000 a year. Cash passed up all that money. He would he he could use it now for some dental work. Yes, he took a right from Tyson right in the chops. Yes, and he, did. he sold it like he was dead. My favorite part of all of this, Loki, is Wardlow 
with, with, with Cash on his back as they left at ringside because Cash had, was completely unconscious. I thought that was great. Also, I mean, I got to put over Dax and Cash in the same way I put over Rhino in that all due respect to them, great performers, probably would have been among the first people cut last April right, right. because of the size of their contracts. And that's not a shot at the usefulness of them. They cut Gallows and Anderson. Right. They cut a lot of people that held up contract negotiations. Matt Cardona was just like, oh, I'm going to wait and see. And they're like, no, we're, we're going to, we're going to cut you. Uh, Aaron Stevens says, I feel like we're just scratching the surface of the elite. Really hope they don't take the belt off Kenny too soon. I think it'll be all out when they do it. I think it'll be maybe all out, maybe full gear even before we get it done. Her guru says bad bunny going to come for Tyson's head. though." <laughs> and J blood says every time hangman sidesteps commenting on Kenny, it makes me think there's a promo of a lifetime being kept under the glass when the time is right. Within the context of this, like hangman and Kenny don't hate each other. They just split up and went their own separate ways. And hangman was very much like, Oh man, I'd really love to keep teaming with you. And Omega was like, no, I'm meant for bigger and better things, and he was. There wasn't the same old, like, violent blood feud split, and that's why I like the intricacies of this story. Like, they're going to get the rights to Brianna Desperado or something like that and set up a badass music video to this. It's going to be great. That's what AEW does. Really, really like it. Crimson94 says, Taz with Chad Gable. Both Chad and Stevenson would both be awesome. Well, Stevenson's going to WWE. He straight up told me, "All due respect to AEW." Well, and that's other what he's saying. Like, if if uh, if Taz had been in WWE, oh yeah, with Chad Gable and Gable Stevenson, like that would be an interesting little team. Well, Taz there, too. might not have to wait too long on old Chad <laughs> Gable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't think I've missed anything else ahead of the main event. Let me know if I did, guys. But the main event was Matt Hardy, Darby Allen, TNT Championship match, Falls Count Anywhere. Uh, a lot of respect to Matt Hardy doing this just a couple days after his father passed away. They filmed this. I loved the the parts that involved Matt Hardy and Darby Allen, and I don't feel like I need a gang fight every week. I see a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about that first, Alex. What'd you think? Um, uh, the, the only thing that, that I will, that I will say about this is the, the sting portion of it with private party. And then, um, and then, uh, um, a page and Scorpio sky, Ethan page, and Scorpio sky coming out to try and get, uh, to sting and Lance Archer turning them around saying not yes. today. I that thought was that cool. was very, very interesting. I think, um, the, the guy to, to eventually dethrone Darby is Ethan page. I think that because we've already seen those guys have amazing stuff together. That'd be off on national TV. Let's do that. And Scorpio Sky running interference on behalf of Ethan by taking out Sting builds heat for those two guys for days. So that is a fun thing to like build to subtly over the course of several weeks or maybe months. I think that's a very cool thing. But you're right. I don't need to see all of the Dark Order coming out and beating up all of Team Hardy. Like, it's great that you guys want to get everybody on every show. I, I appreciate it. But the stuff that was just Hardy and, and Darby over-delivered, in my opinion, and was kind of, like, put to the side while we watched everybody else brawl. But we didn't need didn't need it. I don't think we needed anything with Sting and Archer, although I do appreciate them getting Sting on the show without feigning an interview with Tony Schiavone. However, we didn't need it here. I would have loved like a couple months of a story of Matt Hardy saying, Hey, I've been there. 
I tried to kill myself for this business. I'm telling you to stop. I don't want to have to beat it out of you. I'm telling you to stop. But the way they did it was fine. Great match. Kudos to Hardy for working under these circumstances. And a really good time and a hell of a coffin drop at the end of it. Yeah, we got a super chat about that from Chris Raines. who said it was awesome. It was awesome. Somebody mentioned to me that this might have been the first time that the, the announce table was broken. And boy, mm-hmm. let me tell you, um, whatever kayfabe rules are in place about the monitors in WWE, they evidently are not in place in AEW because Darby took a ball bat to them. <laughs> now, granted, I've talked with some wrestlers and they thought it was a good idea. Like just in WWE, say it's like a $10,000 fine if you ruin our monitors. Like right. that's that's a pretty easy explanation mm-hmm. for that. Like, no, you're not allowed to just replace it. You got to pay $10,000. Uh, but I, I again, I love the Archer turning them around thing. I would have liked if that would have like sort of happened backstage. Like you see the Hardy sure. people running out there and staying and they're about to jump him, but then Archer turns them around. That way we didn't have to have it necessarily out in front of everything. Matt Hardy having this match and doing this stuff a couple days after the passing of his father, a yeah. lot of respect lot for of, that. Yeah. Uh, Jay Blood says, uh, the run-ins did make logical sense. Just find a new device. It's just too much all the same. I agree. Uh, Nerd Guru says, AEW storytelling plus WWE promo package team would be out of this world yes. hype levels for every match. Omega Hangman would be legendary. I think they'll go above and beyond to make it special there. But Darby Allen gets the win. Matt McClure says Archer should get a title. He's money. Well, that's the beauty of it. There's not 400 titles, but they still keep people strong and interesting for when it is their time, Robert. He should take Team Taz to the barn where he was throwing people around when he first showed up and just steal the FTW title and walk around with it for a little bit. Samuel Stahl says, who do you eventually have beating Darby? I'd predict Miro, but if I was booking, it would be Stu Grayson, who then loses to Miro. That's what I missed. Miro. Yeah. Liking this an awful lot. God um, bless. Yeah. This was what I was waiting so long for. He felt serious. He said, screw it. I want to be champion and I will be champion. So if you have gold, you better get like Kip Sabian and just disappear. Yes. This. Now, the, the beauty of Miro is he can. That's that's the intimidating thing about him. He looks like somebody you could just hang out with and be playing video games with. But if you say the wrong thing, he's going to break you in half. Uh And that's, that's the joy of it. And it made a lot of sense and they're keeping him strong. And I have somebody who constantly comes to me and they're concerned about his booking. And I'm like, listen, if he ain't taking pins, that's a, that means something in AEW. that means something there. This ain't an Aleister Black situation where they forgot that they had him on a winning streak for a year. Yeah. This means something here. Alex. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think that, that one of the things that you can do with, with AW because they, they, they keep guys around, even if they're not uh, doing everything that you want them to as a fan, so that we, we they're fresh in our memory, they're fresh in our mind. All of a sudden, uh, who knows, next week we could start, an, an eight straight match unbeaten streak for Miro. And after every match, he calls out whoever it is he wants. You know what I mean? And and it becomes undeniable. And then all of a sudden, you, book, you he's on that eight match winning streak. 
well, you got to do something. Like Miro taking the title off of Darby, I wouldn't mind that either. Like that's a thing you could easily do. And it wouldn't, AEW is in a wonderful position creatively where they can make that happen whenever they want. Our case is too many fractions in my opinion. I agree. I only want holes. That's it. You know, I'm all about the holes. I was and, not a math guy. And and you know what? I feel whole when I eat magicspoon.com and use that code Fightful. Oh, what do we, we got a little bit of Robert over here. Yeah. And use that code Fightful. That's right. Magic Spoon, my favorite cereal. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free, and they are relaunching the blueberry flavor. You guys wanted it. You got it back. They are back in stock after being sold out for so long. You can also build your own box you can get cocoa fruity, frosted peanut butter, and cinnamon in those custom boxes. I love cinnamon cereal, but I also like peanut butter cup cereal. So I use that cocoa and peanut butter together, mix them up. When you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful right now, grab some blueberry or a custom bundle of cereal. Try it today. Use that promo code Fightful at checkout. Save $5 off your order. It's now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. That is magicspoon.com slash Fightful with the code Fightful. And they are so confident in their product, and so am I, that you get 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. I love it. This stuff fills me up. I feel satisfied after eating it. I love me some Magic Spoon. It's a good time. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. We have a couple more Super Chats before we wrap up. Please leave a thumbs up, guys. It helps a lot. Uh, and make sure you tune in next Tuesday for Alex's post-show review. Matt says, will the NWA titles be on AEW's third hour of TNT? I believe eventually they will be. Yeah. Yep. You never know. Yeah. Zach says, Darby wearing Matt the hell out with the bat may have been my favorite spot all night. And Matt just sensibly... Oh, you know, the chair shot's working? I think I'll go there about 40 times. Mm -hmm. Made a lot of sense. Yeah. Alex Pawlowski, you've got sour graps. You've got a Tuesday review. Tell them, Alex. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, last night was a very successful inaugural episode of the uh, uh, post-NXT. Sour-ish? Yeah. Mostly sweet graps. I mean, last last night the episode really... uh, Hit me in all my sweet spots, and I, Sa- I like sour it a lot. in name only. Maybe it's sweet graps. I mean, it might be. We 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 might have to change it eventually if if yeah. NXT is on a run. Uh, I I don't expect it to hold up for too much longer, just because that's their nature. But also, immediately following that, was use that as a lead in from the regular Fightful YouTube to Fightful Select, where I was where I did my Raw show. Uh, that uh, that was I think the shortest uh, Raw show uh, that I've done. Uh, in months, and it was like 88 minutes long. He, so said, I, he said I streamlined it, and I went and added to the audio, and I said, 88 minutes. <laughs> There's a lot. Listen, the post, post-Mania post Raw had a lot to be sour about. So yeah. I wanted to get it down to about an hour 10. I 88 minutes was pushing it. Um, so, yeah, that, that 
had the highest um, uh, live viewership of any of the regular uh, FIFA Select Sour Gaps I've ever had. So it's nice to have that lead-in. You know how uh, NXT has a nice lead-in from Raw the night before? Turns out, actually, NXT <laughs> leads into Raw the night before on yes. the same night, and it's even better. Uh, also, on, on Saturday, uh, I review uh, SmackDown, which is uniformly better than Raw. So yes. it's somewhere in the middle between NXT and Raw uh, on my anger scale. Aaron Stevenson the super chat and says New Japan Bullet Club getting involved in Elite Story. I would say personally yes. Gallows wants it. I did an interview with him where he talked about this extensively about his relationship or lack thereof with Tamatanga. I think so. Robert, you got a lot of stuff going on every week. Yeah, you can find me every day here on fightful.com. You can follow me on Twitter at dudefelice. Check out everywhere else and talking into a microphone because I do that a lot. I talk into the microphone quite a lot. Also, check out my interview with Gregory Iron, which is still killing it on the Fightful YouTube channel. We talk about Johnny Gargano hating wheels, talk about Johnny Gargano and Shawn Michaels uh, getting the same pair of shoes and why that happened. It's a great interview. Go check it out, and thanks for the support. I interviewed Dan Housen today. Well, I didn't, not today, recently. Got him to curse. Uh, make sure you guys check that out too. We've got a ton of stuff coming up. We we've, we've got so much, guys. We got so much. Mike and Mice says, "What surprise does Elite have in store?" I think it might be some of those New Japan fellas. It would make a lot of sense to me. That would create some buzz, guys. Check out the list in your boy today. Got a whole lot of news over there. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you all. 70 minutes flew by today, especially starting 20 minutes earlier. We're getting done at 1120 Eastern instead of midnight. Yes. I love it. Until next time, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.